What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. My name is Matt Hensley, and I'm joined by Kyle Bierman, the replant guru of the North American Mission Board, balder than anybody I know. And uh, But we today are going to be talking about three ways to maximize the beginning of the school year for ministry. But before we do, the five-year program at Texas Baptist College is a comprehensive and intensive program that allows qualified students to complete both a bachelor's and a master's degree in just five years of study. At TBC, students can build a biblical foundation for any calling, as well as acquire the intellectual skills for any profession. And with the TBC five-year program, students can do so quickly and efficiently. This program provides eight different degree tracks to choose from so students can find the balance of classes and concentrations that fit their calling. And the faculty of TBC are committed to seeing students grow both academically, and I can definitely vouch for this spiritually. So wherever God calls you, TBC will help you get there. Learn more at texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash five year. And once again, I've said this before, I wish that was there for me uh, when I was doing my bachelor's and so forth. It would have saved me a lot of time and I wouldn't be nearly 40 and finally done with school. But we're not talking about that. We are back by faith from our vacations. And uh, so it's it's about time looking at the calendar uh, that school is around the corner for many of us. I know for our girls, they go back to school on August the 10th, which is kind of early. It is a little early for many, but our girls only go to school four days a week. So they they kind of start a little early and a little late, but still school is right around the corner for homeschool folks, certainly for public school folks. And so today we're going to be talking about three ways that you can maximize the start of the school year for ministry based on an article written by our friend, Clint Ellis. And uh, so I think I can speak for every pastor to know that we kind of know what time of the year it is based on the attendance at our church. Uh, You know, for for Mayhill, we were the reverse because it was a vacation spot. In the summer, we were, you know, bursting at the seams. You know, during winter when it was like negative 10 degrees, we weren't. (laughs) And then for for y'all, it was a reverse. You know, summer, it might have been down a little bit. And then during the school year, it, it rose a little bit. And so everybody knows the typical church attendance is going to go up and down along the year, really around the calendar year at different times. And uh, and maybe you know that attendance could be low on that last weekend before school starts. Mom and dad are, you know, they're, they're loading up the kids. They're going to, you know, the tax-free weekend, whatever it might be, to try and get all of their supplies and all that good stuff ready to go. And uh, And so... Uh, this is one of those times that we can really leverage uh, for ministry and for the good of the church, good of the community. This kind of dovetails off of what we just talked about last week. And, uh, and so here are three suggestions that will help maximize this time of the year. Uh, it's kind of like a free bonus new year. Uh, you know, we all often will kick something off in the start of the new year itself, but really that start of the school year is kind of a free new year for a lot of churches. And so this might be a great time to launch a new 
series. And that's about right for us at First Farmersville. We'll be wrapping up Leviticus in a couple of weeks and then digging into, I believe, uh, First Timothy. And, uh, and all God's people at Farmersville said, amen. Uh, but uh, so we're kicking off a new series in uh, the new year, the second new year, if you will, for August. And so let's talk about that. Uh, why, why would that be helpful in kind of leveraging this school year for, for ministry if you launch a new series? Yeah, well, so if, especially if you have young families and especially if you have um, kids in your church who are involved in, I mean, even, even homeschool, um, but, but just school in general. The, their lives kind of revolve around the, around the school year, right? So August to May and then with summer. And so uh, August, as you mentioned, it, it's almost like, it's like a second new year. You're, you're right in that. It is a, it's a time of natural beginning, natural transition. And so planning a 12 week or so uh, sermon series in the fall. Uh, the, the great thing about that is that 12, 12 weeks, you can preach certainly shorter books of the Bible. You're not going to be able to do like Genesis or probably Leviticus in, in 12 weeks. Uh, but if you take most of most of Paul's letters, um, you, you get through those in, in 12 weeks or so. Um, and the great thing about the fall is that if you start a series sometime in mid-August to go 12 weeks, that's going to take you basically right up to uh, Thanksgiving or very close to it. And then you have sort of a, a season of Thanksgiving and then Christmas season, and then boom, you're into the new year. And so it's just a, it's kind of a natural, um, a natural time of the year to think about starting something new. And and for many people, uh, like I said, especially if you're a, if you're a family heavy church, um, August is really a bigger deal than January because kids are starting new, um, new grades. Um, beginning of September, if you follow the, the Lifeway quarterly plan, um, kids promote into the next grade uh, in September. And so there's a lot of kind of transitions that happen in that time of year. And so it can be a really good time to start a new series, to launch a new initiative, just as folks are already kind of experiencing a new season in life. All right. Number two, plan a special event. Another. Hey, this sounds method, familiar. It does. Another method for catching fall momentum is to plan a targeted outreach or ministry event. A church might host a day of prayer for returning teachers and students or a teacher appreciation service. This was something we did at Mayhill and uh, the teachers loved it. And, uh, and it was a chance just to remind them that we cared about them. That was something we usually when they were doing their in-service thing, usually the, the week before school was starting, we usually had a kind of back-to-school gift bag for them that gave them some, I don't know, Germex, highlighters, you know, pens, some paper, all that kind of stuff, and, and then an invite to the church. And then that Sunday, uh, we would take time to, to just recognize any teachers that we had, including when you do this stuff, guys, you've got to remember, and I know I'm speaking to the choir here with Kyle, do not forget your homeschool families. Um, they, they are, they're probably in your church. You, you know about them. Uh, but oftentimes when we think of teacher appreciation, we tend to default to the public school teachers, all that kind of stuff. Don't forget the mamas or the daddies or the mamas and the daddies that are doing the homeschool thing too. Ask them to stand, recognize them as well, uh, because they are just as valuable and do just as much important work too, just with their own kids. And uh, so remember them too. That's just a sidebar. 
unpaid, <laughs> unpaid, unsolicited advice, even though I'm not a homeschool guy. Uh, but uh, so why, why is planning a special event, whether it's back to school day or, or blessing those new teachers, why, why would that be helpful? Yeah, it's just, as, as we talked about last week, it's a touch point for the community. It's a it's an opportunity for you to let the community know that you're there. Uh, in some cases, just because your church is on the same corner it's been for the last 75 years doesn't mean that people know it's there. We ran into that in that home in Cordo. Um, folks would would drive by and say, oh, we, we didn't realize that this church was open. Because uh, if they're driving by during the week, there's not a lot that's happening there, right? So um, it, it's, a, it's a way to let your church know, or your community know, hey, there is a church here that cares for you and that wants to be involved in the community. And, and, and again, this doesn't have to be an over-the-top event, um, but, but just look at your community and say, what are some needs we can meet? One of, the, one of my favorite things that ever happened when I was in school um, was we had a, a couple of churches who would come and, do, uh, and provide watermelon after football two-a-days, like the first week of August. So, I mean, it's hotter than all get out. Right. I mean, you, you've been out there for two hours in 100 and, 102, 103 degree heat. Um, and, and some churches would just bring like ice cold watermelon and, and we would sit there and eat watermelon after football practice. And it was fantastic. And, and I'll tell you what, for a bunch of uh, high school kids who've been uh, sweating like pigs for two hours, when when somebody brings ice cold watermelon, you go. Those people care about me, and they understand something about what a need that I have right now. Right? They care, and uh, so it doesn't have to be a big extravagant event. We talked last week about a back to school thing we did with bounce houses and hot dogs. That that can work, um, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be a really simple way just to reach out and and provide some connection points with your community. And and remember, you know, I said Mayhill wasn't the best example of this because if we were kind of an inverse of most churches with the attendance thing. A lot of you guys through this summer are probably struggling a bit. Uh, you know, VBS might be, you know, a high point, but for the most part, you've got a lot of people taking their vacations and all of that sort of deal. And maybe the giving is sort of behind and, and everybody's kind of slumping coming out of the summer. This is kind of that jump start, that quick start into that strong push to the end of the year. You know, it, almost everybody is going to have a nice boost uh, between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. You know, we do the big Christmas parties and all of that sort of thing. That usually gets a lot of people involved and, and often that end of year giving and all of that sort of thing. But if you leverage this well, if you time it well, and if you do it well and, and all of that sort of thing, uh, this can be a great momentum builder uh, to really launch into 20, in this case, 23 instead of kind of limping towards it and uh, and just trying to make it there. And and so take the time. Right now, you know, it's it's the middle of, of July. You've got a little time to get some of your people together and say, hey, uh, what can we do? Where's the closest school that we can just kind of adopt, you know, maybe their teachers and say, hey, we just want to bless them, at, you know, find out when they're in service days. What are the requirements? Find out, you know, what the requirements are to to get stuff into them and so forth. Find out what their needs are. Uh, a lot of teachers will will always take paper and pencils and all of that sort of deal. Uh, and, and also maybe let them know that they, they can be kind of your frontline contact for when a student 
is in need. Like, hey, if you find a student that needs a coat or backpack or something like that when they come back to school or need some shoes, let us know. We've got people that would love to be able to provide that. Uh, but, but on the event side of this and leveraging that, get into those schools, find a way to bless them as school is starting, have a time maybe to, to pray over them in the service, launch. And of course, you're going to have some visitors then. That's a great time. You know, like we just spoke about this third point on having a vision Sunday and so forth of really setting the course of what this church is about, why we're here, why we want you to be a part of what we're doing. Yes, with the football thing, be out in the the football games and so forth, doing the fifth quarter stuff if you can. Uh, but but yes, this is one of those ways that you can really leverage a time of the year where people are kind of mentally kind of restarting again, the second new year, if you will, of getting back into new rhythms. This is a new chance, a fresh chance for them to get started into church. And so whether that's graduation Sunday, uh, where everybody's moving up a grade, unless you're you know 30 or over and you just stay in the same gla- classes until you die, uh, whatever it might be, uh, this is a great chance to really leverage that time and and not just kind of coast and sputter into the new year or putter into the new year, uh, but really just soar through that new year. Kyle, any final thoughts? Yeah. So, and don't be afraid to think outside the box. So um, one year, you know, every, around back to school time, everybody was doing a school supply drive. I mean, giving out bicycles and backpacks and all that. And, and we just didn't have the, we didn't have the people, we didn't have the resources that we felt like we could uh, quote unquote compete with, with some churches that did like big back to school giveaways. But we had an elementary school uh, that was about two blocks from us. And uh, I remember, I think it was like mid September. So school had been in for about a month. And I just called the, the principal one day and I said, hey, what are we, we know you send out like school supply lists to all the students. Um, you're a month in now. What what are the gaps? What what are those things that you need um, that, you know, you got to get it the first of the year, but, you know, you're going to run out of. And, and she gave us a list like Kleenex was always a big need. Clorox wipes, um, especially now as we're probably a bit more germ sensitive than we were three years ago. Um, and and she just she gave us a, a list of just some real simple things. None of them were expensive. And we went to our church of, you know, at the time about 80 people and said, okay, this is what um, this school that's literally right here in our backyard, this is what they said they need. So over the next three weeks, we're going to collect these things and then we'll take them over. And we took um, several hundred dollars worth of, worth of supplies um, that really met a big need there. And so don't be afraid to, to think kind of outside the box. And if, if you look at your community and there's churches that are kind of already filling some gaps, um, just ask yourself, what, what can we do rather than, I think sometimes we get discouraged by saying, well, we can't do what, what that church does. The, the key is to ask, what can we do? How can we serve our local uh, schools? And maybe it's you adopt um, an elementary school, or if there's a high school near you, whatever it is, the closest, you just ask, how can we fill some need there and build a relationship um, with with the school? Um, and that's really, I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be very simple, um, but don't be afraid to do it. And the last thing that, that Clint mentions here is host a vision Sunday. Now, really quickly, um, to uh, a lot of people, as we mentioned at the beginning, uh, Fall is a, is a time of transition. So you'll have new people in your community, maybe new people who are looking for a church 
as the school year begins. So now's a really good time to, to plan through just kind of a vision Sunday where you can talk about what your church is about. And alongside that, I would say right now is a really good time to just take a quick look at your website and see if you need to update, you know, addresses or phone numbers, or if your calendar is still stuck on 2019, now's a really good time to update it so that you have uh, accurate information as people come into town, as they begin looking for a church, that they can kind of get a feel for who you are. All right, man. Well, as he closed it, we'll close it with Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we do not give up. So, Pastor, I know it's hot. Uh, we're, we're about to have a beat the heat day for uh, Colin Baptist Association where we just get all the pastors together, have some snow cones and just hang out, uh, hopefully with power uh, by then. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, it's hot. We know it. This is the dog days of summer and maybe you feel a little discouraged. Uh, but, but let this be kind of that carrot on the end of the stick for you something that you can look forward to and do well and leverage it well uh, to really kind of soar through the end of the year. Kyle, send us out. Hey, thanks for listening. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?